What's up, everybody? This is your host from the Jones Head Podcast, Ruth Jones, back here on episode six. Very excited for this episode. The World Cup coming up. I know there's a big soccer you know, demographic I've got to reach out to, so I decided to have, you know, again, one of my best buddies here at Chapel Hill, Brooks Reed, hop on, big soccer fanatic, ready to talk international soccer. Brooks. How's it going, guys? Uh, obviously, super pumped to be here. Uh, you know, once every four years, we get the privilege of the World Cup, and uh, specifically with uh, the U.S. event, missing out on the last one. It's been an eight-year hiatus, so yeah. obviously a lot of a lot of excitement going on. Here. I mean, our own country's in the World Cup finally. Some to root for. It's good. I'm really excited. I wasn't a big soccer kid growing up, but I'm gonna get really into it. Frankly, because you know we can bet on it now, and our home country's there. So what's the point of that? But like I said, we're going to run through our our predictions. Obviously, Brooks knows a little bit more than I do, but I feel like I have some common sense just from watching World Cup, you know, growing up as a kid. So we're going to run through each group stage, and then we each created a bracket, and we're just going to talk about teams, see where everybody's at, and make our predictions. But I'm excited. Um, so, so Group A, we've got. All right. First of all, let's talk about let's talk about the venue, Qatar. What's I mean? What's the scene there been? It's weird. I mean, oil money. I mean, seems like there's some promising done by FIFA. FIFA's corrupt, by the way. So yeah. First and foremost, FIFA's not exactly the most trustworthy organization. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they have a monopoly, so we got to kind of follow their lead. But uh, Qatar having a World Cup is. Definitely a one-off, uh, not something that anyone would have ever predicted uh, prior to the bid. There's um, there's definitely some questionable information out there as to why it happened, and we don't need to go too deep into it, but uh, do yourself a favor, go on Twitter, look up the hotels. It looks like Firefest 2.0. It's, you're basically sleeping in a storage container, so it tells you enough about uh, how ready they were to host a World Cup. Yeah. I mean, I I just I personally last night watched with some other guys watched an hour or the first episode of Netflix documentary has to do with the corruption that was in FIFA big big case in 2015 FBI got involved several indictments several key members of FIFA involved um, and arrested and pled guilty but basically I feel like this situation and and Russia's situation back in 2018 had to do with some you know bribery promising. Trying to keep everyone happy. Just there's too much money involved in the you know biggest war in the world, and people are just they're cynical. Self interest just takes over sometimes. So that's important to know when we're you know we're we're an oil oil money place and place that we Middle East is a place we frankly hate it. We should hate as Americans. But I actually think the the most interesting part about the, this World Cup is not the location but the timing. Uh, normally you have World Cups in the summer. Right. So guys will guys will spend you know August through May playing with their club teams, get off, take a few weeks off, and then get together around June first, and get a full you know three four weeks with their national team to train prepare, because um, these guys don't play together nearly as much as they do their club teams. So it's you know yeah. that chemistry is much harder to create. And uh, this year they all all these guys have only been together about a week. Some teams like ten days. Um, and they're right in the middle of the season. So a lot of notable names missing out with injury as well. Um, definitely a weird timing. Yeah, so I've been seeing, I mean, obviously I've been keeping the source, but I've seen on like ESPN ticker, I mean, much teams are playing friendlies right now. Is that just ha- is that happening in Qatar? Or, they just, or where are they? Are they just playing? Yeah, but everyone, just about now, everyone's arrived in Qatar. 
Um, I know the U.S. is playing against uh, uh, like a Qatar club team, uh, which is obviously a pretty low level competition. But you got to get you got to get yeah, the gotta get, get got to get the juices flowing, legs legs straight. So understand that. But yeah, I mean, all the good teams aren't really playing much competition. But I don't blame them. Shouldn't be going hard. Shouldn't be risking anything right now. But yeah, that's a good point you make. I mean, you know, these guys don't play together. They're not. They don't have the same kind of chemistry. But you know, at the same time, you're playing for your country. Playing, playing in a World Cup, World Cup. It's coming after global pandemic. You know, a lot, a lot of drama just recently around the world. So you know, guys should be motivated. It should be a really good World Cup just from that standpoint. So absolutely, yeah. So Brooks and I are going to run through each of the eight groups. Uh, it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. So Group A, um, Group A is led by the Netherlands and uh, Ecuador. Those are the two teams that I'm going to start off by predicting will make it out of the group. So two teams make it out of every World Cup group. So that's an important note. And then they advance to a 16-team bracket um, and then play from there, single elimination. I, uh, I definitely think Netherlands is a favor here, uh, favorite. Uh, I could see Senegal being that second-place team. However, uh, the guy who is far and away their best player and really the best uh, African player, uh, Sadio Mane, Got injured in his last club game. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually ended up making the squad, and just uh, actually a few hours ago, they you know kind of officially laid that dream to rest. He yeah. he won't be playing. Um, they got a few other big names, but that second spot is definitely up for grabs. Netherlands should be the first. Totally. So is I mean, does Ecuador have anything to offer really? Uh, you you know, scrappy South American yeah. team. They can they can really you know tie anyone on any day. Um. You know, four points. You need at least four points to get out of a group. Yeah, so that's, that's a good point to make. So a win gets you how many points? Win is three, draws one, uh, loss is zero. Okay. And then any ties will be on goal differential. And then four, like four points is usually a lock? Uh, I mean, no. Four, four, not a lock, but you can't, you won't get out with less than four. Um, right. Because a lot of times you can get, you can kind of get a team to walk out with nine, two teams with four, the last with zero. Okay. Um, but yeah, those two four point teams would just be decided on goal differential. So okay, yeah, that's a goal differential. You got to score goals in the World Cup. Can't forget about that. So yeah, Group A. My, I mean Brooks. I mean that second, that second, third spot. I mean Senegal. I feel like you told me yesterday. You know, it's a team that you know will fight. Same with Ecuador. So Netherlands is my favorite, and then two I have Ecuador, and then three Senegal, and then the home country Qatar. It's going to be fourth. They should get blown out in every game. Yeah, they should. Um, it's worth noting that uh, host countries always get an automatic bid. Uh, Qatar has never qualified for World Cup before. So congrats, Qatar. Hey, congrats to them. Uh, they do get to play on the world's biggest stage, but uh, not looking too pretty. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to Group B, and this is the United States uh, group. And I, I mean, I love it, but you know, the main focus for the Americans is Game One. It's only going one to zero. Is how you set the tone in the World Cup, and we got we face off against Wales. So I mean, Brooks, wh- what what do we need to focus on here? Who does Wales have, or yeah, who does Wales have? And I don't know who should we be looking for on Team USA. So uh, this game specifically is probably our most important. Um, you know, the assumption is that we would beat Iran and lose to England. Obviously, would love to beat England, and there's certainly a chance we can at least get a point from that game. Uh, Wales has. Some big names, um, Gareth Bale, kind of older at this point, yeah, already in the MLS. Yeah. But um, 
they're a team that can, and I probably that's probably the most true of them of anyone in the tournament. They can really beat anybody on any day and lose to anybody on any day. Okay. Um, so they could beat us and then lose to Iran. Um, it could be it could be really weird coming down the stretch as far as who makes it out. Um, I do think we should win this game though. Um, they're actually are particularly bad outside of their home country. Um, okay. It's good to know. World Cup qualifying, they they had some pretty bad results to like Estonia and Belarus, who are not not significant soccer teams, obviously. Um, I think US two one there is probably my prediction. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I I personally think just getting those three points. I mean, hell, even a draw, we just can't can't do a loss. Cannot set the ten in our you know first World Cup as Brooks said in eight years. Cannot set the ten with a loss. That is unacceptable. But the as far as the players on the U.S. team, so Pulisic is obviously the most well known name. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely so, our guy. Yeah, so he's our guy, goal scorer. So I mean, he's been here, been in the World Cup, right? Has he? No, no, no he hasn't. I mean, he was sixteen at the last World Cup. Okay, yeah, that, so, okay, that makes sense. Well, he wasn't even professional yet. Um, That's great. However, yeah, he's only twenty four. However, he's probably been our he's been our best player since he was. 20. Um, so had we made had we made it to last World Cup, he probably would have been wearing that 10 shirt. Um, other names to know, um, the guy who's probably having the best season right now is Tyler Adams for Leeds. He's a uh, defensive mid, center mid. Uh, guy is just absolutely everywhere. Um, defines the term covering ground. He is leading, uh, leading the Premier League in uh, tackles. So he just loves to get into get into some gritty, gritty play, get all over the field, and make things happen. It's good. Gotta have grit in soccer, no doubt about that. I'm glad we've got some players that are looking to play hard. So as far as goaltending, I know you mentioned something to me last week that we kind of made some travel decisions. We left one of our goalkeepers behind. What's the? I mean, what's the situation there? So. The last six months, the, the U.S. soccer Twitter community has had a pretty good debate over who our, our starter in Qatar would be. Uh, it would be Matt, either Matt Turner or Zach Steffen. Um, down the stretch in World Cup qualifying, Steffen started the last six games, played pretty well. Uh, the question with him has always been, is he starting? He's been the backup at Man City. Obviously, being a goalie, uh, it's pretty hard to – start going to starting games for your national team when you're not starting for a club team. Yeah. Um, but training with Man City guys, it's probably the best you can get. However, Turner just made a similar move to England, back up at Arsenal now. Um, and Stefan actually went on loan to go get minutes, uh, the championship, which is the, the England second league. And hasn't been good, hasn't been great, um, but should be on the roster. And okay. Burhalter decided to leave him off. Makes really no sense, considering he was the number one for the past four years. Turner kind of became the number two slash one in some people's eyes in the last year or two. Um, and the guy, the third guy they brought, um, Sean Johnson, 30-year-old in the MLS, just there's, there's really no upside to taking him. Um, if you wanted to take an 18-year-old with, professional, you know, with a lot of potential to just give him the experience, um, that'd be fine. But this third guy, you know, the pick makes no sense. Realistically, he won't play either way, but definitely a weird, weird situation there. A lot yeah, of people think totally. there's so more tur- Turner will be the guy. Turner will be the guy. Okay. Um, that kind of cemented his spot, but it doesn't. It doesn't make sense that Stefan is not at least on the roster. Right. Yeah, that's. I mean, I th- I feel like I mean I'm just reading up a little bit about Turner, a goalie for Arsenal, 
And yeah, I mean, it's, I think it surprised everybody that Stefan's not, not around and I don't know why you need, I mean, you need someone. It's the same way. And I mean, this is a stupid comparison, but like same way in hockey. I mean, like once you get the playoffs, I mean, go, I mean, you have to have a top tier goaltender shore up that position. Cause you can't be having goal scored. Cause if you let up goals, you lose. So, I mean, that's important, but hopefully Matt Turner can show, show what he's made of. Definitely something to note that uh, our, our best position has always been goalkeeper. Uh, we've always had a guy. Tim Howard was, yeah, Tim Howard, was the man forever. Was really, I was a goalkeeper my little childhood idol. Um, hey. Always, and before that, Brad Friedel, uh, there was basically both those guys started for over a decade in England. We're always the unquestioned number one. Um, and now, you know, we've got a, a battle that, you know, by leaving somebody home, they made it not a battle, but Turner's not the U.S. goalkeepers of old, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Tim Howard, man, freaking legend right there. Uh, this, he, Hope Solo, what happened to her? <laughs> Oof. I, I think a little, little bad in the case. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so yeah, just needed a, you know, refresh everybody on U.S., I mean, haven't seen this team in the World Cup, like I said. It's been a while, but should be excited to get familiar with these new guys and hopefully they can put something together. I mean, I've been, I mean, granted it's the MLS, but I've been to a few Charlotte FC games, you know, for inaugural season in Charlotte, but I mean, they have been electric and they have good players. I doubt they have anyone on this roster, but soccer's growing in the States and guys are getting a lot better and stuff. So it should be a fun team to watch. And uh, I, I'll throw in one last thing about the U.S. This is probably the best roster we've ever had. Um, and while that is great, they're also the – I think they might actually be the second youngest team at Qatar. Wow. Um, wow. Average age of like 20, 22, 23 uh, are starting lineup. So come 2026 when uh, the World Cup is indeed in the U.S., uh, that'll be definitely the best team we've ever had. So yeah. that'll be extra fun. So yeah, I mean that's that's a really good point you make. I mean, you with how you know, young we are, maybe it's a good thing that we're here, get that experience, get that, get all the jitters out of the way. So guys come back, you know, twenty twenty six, like oh I've been to World Cup before, I know how this works, and maybe you know should be back in four years hopefully with this young of a roster. So that's that's op- that's something optimistic keep in mind. And if we're, if we're ever gonna do it, it's gonna be twenty twenty six. Mark right. mark my words. All right. You heard them. You heard them. So we talked about Wales and then England is, you know, obviously the big favorite in this group. Um Harry Kane, England seems to be a little bit more put together of a team than they have in recent World Cups. Is that correct or Yeah. Um I'd probably say that the uh, with France's injuries, probably the second deepest team uh, in terms of just like the overall roster. Wow. Okay. Um, they've got some unbelievable guys. Harry Kane obviously won the Golden Boot at the last World Cup. They were in the the Euro finals uh, just two years ago. Lost to Italy uh, in a penalty shootout. Yeah, that game was crazy. I do yeah. remember that game. So actually, th- this team's been been on the big stage. Has played on the big stage, but hasn't won anything. Um, uh, lately, at least, and uh, they've definitely got the roster to do it. Um, other guys, Jude Bellingham's nineteen, probably a top ten midfielder in the world. Uh, Phil Foden's twenty two. He's star from Man City. They've they've got some weapons. We're gonna playing them. We're gonna have to probably sit back a little bit, not get counterattacked. Yeah, uh, they're gonna be playing some very fast, fast. But um, yeah, the ironic thing about this group too, I was kind of making some jokes, not, but um, you know. We've been in a few wars with a couple of these teams. Um, you know, the Iran game should get people going. 
That's more recent than what happened in uh, 1777 or 77, 1776 against, you know, the Brits. I mean, we've, this is kind of cool. It's, I mean, why, why would you, I mean, we don't usually get to see our country in this kind of stage. I mean, I, I'm sure that all of us are looking forward to that Iran game though. We should kick their ass hopefully, but this is a pretty entertaining, a very political group. Obviously yeah. I think, uh, I think Wales would do just about anything to beat England. If, even if they lost to Iran. Yeah. I mean, that's Wales. a rivalry in its own too. Um, however, the, the USA Iran games, it's a game for democracy. So <laughs> we, we really need to make sure we pull that one off. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of political sentiment in, in group B, but yeah. So I got, like I got said, England, USA, Wales, Iran. That's my prediction for, for the finish. And then we'll move on to Group C. So Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia. That's the way I see it. But Brooks has differing opinions. So tell me about Argentina. I mean, this is this is a sentimental run. I mean, Messi's last World Cup, walking legend. And you said something yesterday that if Messi does make it, okay, no. Inc- false so, information. So- It'll be, I think, I think my math was wrong yesterday. I think it'll be his 1,001st career game if he plays in the final. Well, I mean, hell, if he so, ma- even if he makes it to the semifinal. I mean, yeah, they, no, exactly. And, uh, is Messi going to lose his 1,000th game? Think no, about that. No. See. He, I'd say Argentina is certainly one of the favorites here. The writing is on the wall for Messi. Um, Probably not the best roster he's ever had. Um, you know, they, they were in the final in 2014, lost in, lost in extra time. Um, but, you know, everyone wants to say that uh, between Renat Messi and Ronaldo, one of them will win eventually. And, uh, yeah. you know, Ronaldo's in a little bit of shambles right now with his club situation. So a lot of distractions there. I, I can see Argentina pulling this thing off. Yeah, we'll, we'll need to t- touch on that Ronaldo stuff later. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not really sure. I mean, the... Um, they're having a huge falling out. But yeah, Argentina, I mean, this is a country that, do, I mean, they do win World Cups. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, this is unheard of. And they have, you know, one of the best players of this generation and in, in Messi. So, I'd love to see it. I think it'd be great for the game of soccer and, you know, obviously great for Argentina. But, so, I think we differ. And then, I mean, granted, you know, you're a lot more educated than me, but, Mexico, Poland. What's the? I mean, what's the dynamic there? What's going on with those two teams? Could absolutely go both ways. Um, Mexico's our, our our biggest rival, um, so I hate to ever give them credit. That's me being a little biased, but uh, Poland's got a good team. Um, Robert Lewandowski, uh, their striker, is you know has been probably one of the top two or three number nines in the world. Yeah, the what past uh, 10 years. what club team is he on? He's Barcelona now. Uh, okay. that's that's new as of this season, but or, I am familiar with that name. He he just finds a way to score goals. Um Mexico again, uh you know, a scrappy team that can really play anybody. Um you know, I I could even see them pulling off a draw versus Argentina and and not even getting out of the group. Uh they can they can surprise people, but Poland's got some real talent, and you know Saudi Arabia. Sorry, guys, but don't yeah. think it's gonna happen. Not happen. So Lewandowski, he's got like the flowy blonde hair. Is that right? Or like he ties it up or something? That's uh, that's Holland. There's, Holland. There's, yeah. There's, oh, there's okay. Two. They're both two okay. really big Northern European dudes. You okay. know how to put the ball in the net. All right. I thought I I thought I'd seen. I'd say uh, mixing faces. M- most most would say that. Uh, Holland is the next Lewandowski, if not already. Okay. Um, yeah, because one of them was on a tear this summer. Like they literally could not squ- stop scoring goals or something. 
Yeah, I mean, realistically, both of them never stopped yeah. scoring. Uh, <laughs> there you Holl- go. Holland started out this year pretty well, but unfortunately for him, he is Norwegian, so he will be watching this one at home. From the sidelines. So, yeah. Group C, I'm going to go with Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia. The Brooks prefers, you like Argentina, Poland, and Poland Mexico. to advance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like Brooks' sentiment, though, pulling against the Mexicans. That's, you know, that's tough so- soccer rivalry, you know, border border countries. But Group D, though, I mean, re- defending champions, France, Mbappe, Prive, I mean, he is the biggest star in soccer right now. Absolute stud. We, the other countries we have, Tanzania, Denmark, and Australia. I mean, France, I feel like this this will probably be a cakewalk for them. However, you have some you have some words to say about Denmark, but tell me what you think about France and Denmark and the overall group. Yeah, um, you know, Tunisia, uh, you know, probably not going to happen. I actually couldn't name a single guy from there. Um, Australia historically uh, is actually a really fun team to watch in the World Cup, but um, they don't normally make too much noise. Uh, they'll give us a fun game to watch, but yeah, I mean, the thing about Australia too is I always feel like they're in it. Yeah, I mean, they they always they always find themselves in the World Cup. They um, you know, it's much easier to qualify. Yeah, I was about to say their their route is probably much easier. But, but um, yeah, France defending champs, um, just an unbelievable team as always. Uh, they should win this group. Important note: they they actually they would be my favorite. Uh, if um. Conte and Pogba, who were their two just studs in center midfield last round, last time around, um, both are injured, not making it, not making the trip. Um, France still though could come out of this group uh, with nine points. Wouldn't be surprised to see seven. Uh, Denmark, on the other hand, is Denmark's a really fun team. Uh, they are probably my dark horse of the tournament. Um, they're not a big goal scoring team. Uh, they don't have a you know a, you know a guy or two guys on attack, but yeah. their midfield and defense and uh, even goalkeeper are really solid. Um, they're one of those teams that can you know battle out a zero zero game and just pull it out in the eighty fifth minute on a corner kick or something. Yeah, totally. um, I I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a little run. Uh, they were semi finalists at the Euros two years ago. They uh they definitely know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean you guys heard it. Brooks Reed is. On the on the on Denmark, you know he likes them. Super team, so keep keep watch out for Denmark. But like I said, France and Denmark again are my teams to make it out. Um, but Group E, I mean, I mean, would you? I mean, I think just off first glance, this might be the most competitive group. I you know I could be completely wrong. You told me you didn't buy into Spain, but we have Germany, Spain, Costa Rica, and Japan. I mean, I think there's a clear best team, and that's Germany. I think they're just solid all around every year. Always a very disciplined team. You know, they got the German work ethic going, and they play hard, play disciplined. I think that's very important, especially, you know, traveling in the World Cup. So, I like, I like Germany to be the top team out of this group. Definitely. Uh, they, put, they play some of the best team team soccer there. Yes. Yeah. They, they just... Their goalie is, is, like, one of yeah. the best, right? Neuer. He's, yeah, Neuer, uh, Neuer. he's a little older now, but has been, you know, the best in the world. He's probably faded a little bit the last year or two, a little injuries. Yeah, he's getting older, but know. he's he's thirty five, thirty six. He he can still do it though. And the the guy, their second place guy is probably a top. Tristegen is probably a top ten guy in the world, so they're not not lacking there. Yeah. So behind Germany, I have Spain coming out. Do you agree with that? I mean, what's the deal with Spain this year? Um, I that would definitely be my most likely pick. I mean, that's that's who I've got, but uh, 
Spain has been a little disappointing in, uh, as a national team, I guess, as of late. Um, you haven't like lost anything horrible, but just haven't impressed. Um, they they kind of had a golden generation that won in the World Cup in 2010 and then the 2008-2012 yeah. Euros. And they're kind of a transition spot. Most of those guys retired. Um, they've probably got Pedri, um, Ansu Fati. They've got a few of those, you know, Barcelona young studs who are 17, 18, 19 and, and will be their next golden generation, but probably not there yet. Yeah. Um, okay. Japan, Costa Rica, that's a toss-up. Costa Rica's a underrated team always um same with japan you know th- that second place spot could get interesting but it should be germany first spain second gotcha yeah i like that group though i think that's a group to look out for i think all those teams are pretty pretty scrappy and pretty competitive play well but okay group f now that was group b we've got morocco canada belgium and croatia I like Belgium and Croatia coming out of here. Belgium is, you know, the team that I'm all over. I love Mukaku. He's a huge presence. I, I think Belgium always competes. I mean, I like Belgium. And then Croatia is also a team that competes. Very scrappy. Again, another very strongly disciplined European team. And I just I don't see it happening where, you know, a team like Canada or especially Morocco um, – tries to advance over these teams. I think these European teams are very disciplined soccer team or football teams. And um, yeah, I like Belgium and Croatia out of here. Uh, I'd second that. Um, Belgium has, you know, again, one of the, probably the top five rosters, as you mentioned, Lukaku's unbelievable. Um, best goalkeeper in the world at the moment, uh, Courtois at the back. Wow. And Probably the best playmaker, um, not necessarily a goal scorer, but playmaker in Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, I mean, he has been just sensational the past five, six years uh, at Man City. Dude racks up assists like it's no one business, and then we'll pull up from 25 yards and just bar down. Um, Croatia, uh, you know, made a pretty good Cinderella run the last World Cup, making it to the final. Um, Luka Modric, uh, their star guy. 37 now, um, but still just absolute class. Yeah. Um, do, still does it week in, week out for Real Madrid. Um, they're definitely not as deep as Belgium, but expect them to definitely win some games. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I just always saw Croatia just win games in the World Cup growing up. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not changing my mind about that. So, that was Group F. Group G, we've got two groups left. I like this group a lot, too. I mean, obviously, this group is headlined by the favorite – Every, I mean, not even close to being, you know, the most consensus number one team heading in this World Cup, and that's Brazil. Ne- led by Neymar, I mean, he's a stud. We've got Brazil, Serbia, Cameroon, and Switzerland. Do you th- I mean, is this kind of a cakewalk for Brazil? I mean, none of these teams kind of pop off the page for me. What do you think? Yeah, pop, pop off the page is definitely, definitely well said. Um, Brazil is by far the best roster, probably one of the best – 26 dudes on a team I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I could see this second place literally going to anyone. Um, okay. Cameroon's definitely one of the best African countries. I don't know a lot about Serbia. Um, I know that they always find their way into some surprise draws, but that doesn't mean they'll get out. Um, Switzerland has always been one of my just like uh, – Favorite, not for any real reason, uh, teams to watch the World Cup. They uh, 
they play an interesting style of soccer. They kind of just harass you until they get the ball back mm-hmm. and then score some scrappy goals. Um, Brazil honestly should get nine points out of nine here. Um, I have Switzerland at second. It could be Serbia. It could be Cameroon. Gotcha. Um, the, and I'd say that watching those other three teams play will definitely be some of the more uh, close battles of the group stage if you're looking yeah. to just watch a good game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I mean, there's not really any teams, like you said, that kind of, you know, like our, we both agreed on that pop off the page. It'll be interesting to see if, you know, Brazil at all will play down their competition. I know it's, I mean, they have, they literally have the best talent, so it's hard, but, you know, it's something to look out for, but they should cruise. I, I'm with you. But I have Serbia making out. That's kind of just a wild card pick. If I had to go with another team, be Switzerland. Um, like I said, with I mean, like Brooks said, I mean, I feel like Switzerland, you know, Again, these European teams know they 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 know how to play soccer the right way, very disciplined. So, um, yeah, if I Serbia or Switzerland are probably up in there for me right there. But yeah, all right, moving to our final group and Group H, last group we have Korea, Ghana, Uruguay, and Portugal. So, what do you think here? You can go first. This group's gonna be really fun to watch. Uh, I love probably it. probably my most favorite. Um, Ghana, uh, for those of you who uh, aren't positive or uh, aren't well read on your U.S. soccer, we have a habit of always finding Ghana in the World Cup. So I've, I've seen a surprising amount of Ghanaian soccer, believe it or not. They are a energetic team for sure. Um, South Korea's got uh, Hung Min Sun, who's by far and away the best Asian player. Um, plays for my team Tottenham. He is a stud. He did actually just break, uh, he broke a bone in his face and had to have surgery, but um, he's going to be masked up for the World Cup, which should be pretty entertaining. <laughs> what? Um, might be on some Hody Mellow type vibes. Jeez. But he will be playing um, Uruguay, another great dark horse. Um, yeah. Talented always, uh, but can also disappoint at times. And then... Portugal. Uh, there's definitely some storylines here. They yeah. uh, let's let's get into some Ronaldo talk. So, so he was with Man City. Returned. That was kind of United. U- Man United. Sorry, sorry. Man United. No, it's kind of sentimental. Going back, you know, the team he was with when he was 16. You know, he was a teenager playing with them, returning. But it's I mean, it's gone up in flames. I mean, their their manager literally wants him out. They want the be- like I mean, the best player in the world out. I mean, what is going on? Is this just like a drama thing for Ronaldo? I mean, I mean, he's he's certainly probably the biggest ego you could have in a locker room, yeah. and I and I think that goes across maybe every sport. Uh, yeah, they haven't had the best start to the year. Um, not bad. They've kind of picked it up a little bit recently, but um, Man United as a whole is kind of in shambles. Uh, everybody wants the owners to sell the team, and. There was a video that came out the day of uh, Ronaldo walking into the locker room with Bruno Fernandez, who is probably Portugal's second best player and also at Man United. It was a very cold greeting um, for two dudes who are on the same national team, two best players in their country, uh, and also on the same club team. You'd expect there to be a lot of camaraderie, but the locker room in Manchester is not in a good spot and certainly certainly is, has Ronaldo off his game. Um, I still have him finishing first in this group. I honestly would say that any team besides Ghana could take this group and even Ghana could finish number two. 
Um, I think Portugal will do it. They've got just so much quality. I think Uruguay will be second with Korea third, Ghana fourth. But like I said, these, these will be some really fun games to watch. No, I, I agree. And I, this is a question I have. Is, has Uruguay ever won a World Cup? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I thought they had for some reason. but I believe they won the first one. Okay, but not any not recent history. Nothing recent, but they've... They they've always been a good team. Uh, they were yeah. really good. I think they were semifinals in twenty ten. A um, little quiet lately, but they can they can play. Yeah, so I, I like Port- Portugal and Uruguay to come out of that. But yeah, I mean those those eight groups. I mean everything's be competitive. Nothing's guaranteed in any sport. But no, I'm excited, man. I mean I like our picks. I like I mean like I said, I'm I'm really excited for what's to happen. But we're gonna take a little break here, and we'll get back and you know the, you know the bracket of sixteen, and we'll talk about some. Some bets that we like, some future bets that you guys should be interested in, and um, you know what players to look out for that for that golden boot. So um, yeah, we'll be back in a sec. So they basically, for one seeds will play two seeds, and it's kind of just like matched by groups. So okay, uh, but we mo- we mostly pick for the same way. I'll, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change to Switzerland, just so we're you know we can go on the same length. But so so first matchup, December third would be England versus Netherlands. I mean England's. I think England's pretty. Yeah, clear and that's 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 assuming that uh, our boys in the stars and stripes take first. Um, but yeah, if we if we see England there, oh um, yeah, right, England, England and okay. Netherlands there. I did put I did have USA being the top team. Well, that's that you know it's hard to predict uh, the group stage out this far. Um, yeah, because it'll depend on you know for example England will get out of the group. They could be second. They could be first. So hard to judge exactly what's going to happen. But uh, I think regardless, England's going to be making a run. Okay. Yeah. And then, so the next, the you know who they're paired with in that group is uh the but it would be Argentina and Denmark. I mean, Argentina as we had as we said, high on them. A lot of narrative behind that team. So, um, yeah, Argentina advancing, and um, next following up that game, we have Germany and Croatia. Yeah, and. Now it's on Brooks before we got on, and we you know we both made a bracket before we started recording. I, I really like this Germany team. I mean, I just think Germany's always competitive. Like I said, always super disciplined. They have a great goalkeeper, and I really like them. We'll get more into how I feel about them later, but you know if they do win, the team they have to play though would be the winner of Brazil versus Uruguay, and I mean I think that's clearly Brazil. So. You know, this, this uh, quarterfinal matchup between Germany and Brazil, we'll get back to in a sec, but really one that I'm looking out for. Yeah. Um, expect Germany to get through Croatia. They're just top to bottom, always really solid. Better. Yeah, I feel like also, you know, you just got to look at teams and you got to think, oh, okay, who's a better team here? Who's got, I mean, it's clearly, sometimes, you know, sometimes it gets flawed, but Soccer, you know, though. better team should win. One, yes. zero, could, could, yeah. can always be 0-0 zero, zero until yeah. a 90th minute corner kick, and that can always go either way. Absolutely. So, saying USA does come out as a team, they would get paired up against Ecuador. I mean, I'm, I'm making shots here, but I'm thinking we're going to the quarterfinals. 
We're beating Ecuador. Agreed. Um, I think if, if that's the way uh, the cookie crumbles, as some would say, uh, that is how it would play out. Um, I could also see us playing Senegal um, or even uh, Netherlands in that other matchup. Yeah. But um, I feel like if, if we do come out as a two seed, we'd get a pretty difficult matchup. If well, basically, if we if we come out as a two seed, we will play the one seed of Group A, which is will be Netherlands or Senegal. Okay. Um, Netherlands is beatable. Um, I, I know I know our team. I know theirs. Uh, we could do it. Um, but that being said, if we were able to finish first in our group, Senegal being the expected second place finisher in that uh, other one, I would like them as well, or like us to beat them as well. Yeah, so if USA were to win, they would play the winner of France and Mexico. I mean, if this, if this somehow happens, I mean, I know Brooks likes um, Poland over this, but which I think would be a much better matchup. But if France plays Mexico, I mean, I think they win by two or more goals. I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't see Mexico viewing them. But if they do play Poland, though, I do think you know that could be a tighter game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, France Poland would be a good one. Um, you know, I. A lot of people like France to disappoint uh, at some point in the tournament. This could be a game where they do it. Um, I still think they beat Poland, but uh, I don't necessarily think that they're going to win uh, their quarterfinal game. And obviously, that depends on who they play, but I think that'll kind of be their time. Um, yeah, and, and, and even, uh, even if they do... Even if they do uh, finish first, there's a chance they see Argentina uh, in their first game. So that could obviously oh. be a, an early exit for them. That wouldn't be pretty. That would not be pretty. I feel like Argentina, just in general, is the team you just don't want to face. Right? I mean, at this at this point. Yeah. But, give, me, give me anybody but them. Right. So, so the next matchup would be Belgium versus Spain. And like I said, I love this Belgium team. They're my team that I'm riding into this World Cup. I just have a feeling. I don't know. I... Just love how I just feel like they're really all. I think they're here to play, and they're they got they got the guys to do it. And I think they take care of Spain easy in this matchup. I'm right there with you. Um, all of, been all over Belgium for actually a few months now. Um, and like I said, Spain has just not shown me anything to tell me they're gonna they're gonna impress. Um, two great teams it could go either way, but I, I really think Belgium makes this one. Yeah. So the last last of these eight games is Portugal and Switzerland. I mean. Ronaldo, best player, would be the best player on the field. So I think Portugal takes it over. Yeah, this is this is a this is an instance where you really think uh, you really think that the better team's got to win. Um, like I said, the Switzerland's a team who can. Yeah, I mean Switzerland and Denmark are teams that can just funny because they have similar flags, but uh, they're teams that can just stay in a game um, and not let it get away from them. Whether even they're even if they're down one zero or two one, they they know how to stay in a game and they, they can make some magic happen in that last twenty minutes. But Portugal should get through here. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brooks already touched on you know France maybe having a letdown spot. You know, Ronaldo's probably. He's, I mean, he's, maybe this maybe the World Cup isn't his top priority right now. Right now, so maybe he doesn't bring it. This could be a potential letdown spot for Portugal. I don't know. I still like him just because they have Ronaldo on the field. But look out for those couple games. So now we're in the quarterfinals. Are there any teams before we get into it that you're? I mean, obviously, you know, most teams would be straightforward. Are there any te- any teams you're you know counting on or like surprising you to make the quarterfinals? It's kind of a big deal. I mean, it's the last eight teams. So yeah, um, I like I said, I think if if the group stage goes the way I think it will, I could see Den- uh, Denmark in that last eight. Um, 
that not to say they'll get out after that. Um, you know, my bracket has them playing England. Uh, but I, I, I really think Denmark can make a run. Um, they're like I said, they just they know how to stay in games. They don't let it get away from them. They can keep it together and maybe make it happen. I love it. I love it. So look out for Denmark to make these quarterfinals. But so the next matchup I have is England versus Argentina. I mean, this game, if it does happen, would be freaking incredible, I think. I mean, that that would be a that would be a battle. Absolutely. Um, you know, in just in our in our difference in uh, initial groups, I had this game being yeah. Netherlands, Argentina. Um which would obviously not be as fun, uh, but I yeah, do, I, mean, I do think regardless that's going to be how it turns out, guys. So listen to Brooks here. Well, well, I, I that's an instance where I hope I'm wrong. Reeves has the U.S. finishing first, as as we should. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. as long as we as long as we get in that next stage, um, you know, our our as our coach Greg Berhalter said, uh, it it really is two different tournaments. Um, because it's, it's do or die after the group stage, but the group stage is a game. Um, sometimes you might want to play for a tie. It's tricky. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, the winner of that game would play the winner of Germany-Brazil. And this is a 2014 World Cup rematch. I mean, World Cup final, Germany scored seven goals. I mean, that game was pretty crazy. It's probably, you know, first World Cup I remember because tw- uh, 2010, was I was just too young. But 2014, um, I was—I mean, that was a huge World Cup. Yeah, wasn't uh, it in Brazil? Yeah, I mean, Germany yeah. did uh, an unspeakable thing they to did. them on they their did. on their own home soil. Uh, it was actually five zero in the first. I think it was thirty five yeah. minutes. Unreal. So Brazil's definitely looking for revenge here. Um, I think they're the most talented team. They are the the Vegas favorite. So I have them getting revenge. Um, but that is not to say that Germany could not continue to just uh, remain supreme over the Brazilians. Yeah, and see, guys, I, I'm I'm fading the I'm fading the favor here. I I think Germany. I mean, granted, six years ago or eight years ago, my mistake. But I think an upset's coming. I mean, does a favorite win every year? No, they don't. So I like Germany in this upset in the quarterfinals. I think that'd be a massive game. I mean, I think it'd be huge. I would love I would love that game to you know actually line up the way it, it does and either way I'll be on the couch watching that game no doubt yeah either way that will be if, if we do get that matchup um I would I'd recommend watching that game probably more than anything the other one because it, it's two of the best historically uh soccer playing countries but two completely opposite styles of play oh, yeah. the Brazilians are purely creative um, play with flair just a, a a different very different flavor of soccer and. The Germans are a team, you know, they all play with one brain. They break you down methodically and uh, seeing those two styles could be really, really fun to watch going against yeah, each other. Yeah, absolutely. I really hope that game happens. I'll definitely be ready to watch that one. So the the next, or the last, you know, the last bottom bracket of this quarterfinal, I have USA saying they advance to play France. I mean, if this does happen, Granted, you know, if England will likely win our group, but in the event that USA wins the group and beats Ecuador and they have to match up against France, I mean, they will literally they will literally get smacked. I mean, there's literally no way they'll win that game. France will dominate us up and down the field all game. Yeah, as, as much as I wanted Will Will Asan to a win, I I I see something like three one, four one happening there. Yeah. Um on the other hand, uh if, if we if we end up in the quarterfinals, that is a great result. Um you know, eight years out of the World Cup, youngest one of the youngest teams there. 
We're already not a, a, a soccer playing country. So the last eight would be really good. I don't think it's actually happened since 2002 for the U.S. Um, maybe 2006, but uh, not in our lifetimes. Yeah. And uh, alternatively, on my bracket, I have England, Denmark, uh, England getting through. Um, for what would be a, a either way really good semifinal match. Yeah, I mean that score. You're generous to give us a goal in that score prediction. I, 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 I hope this game doesn't happen because we, if anything, we can score. I'll put, I'll put. Yeah. That, I'll, <laughs> All right, I'll there you that. go. That'd be a no. But back to this U.S. team, and if we do somehow make it here, I mean that would be huge going into 2026, man. It gives yeah. these guys so much confidence. That that would be a, a dream scenario. Uh, even the last 16 would be great, but. Being the last eight team at the World Cup with with a bunch of twenty three year olds will be uh, all we need to yeah. go do it in twenty twenty six. Yeah, that'd be incredible. So at the bottom of this, this last quarterfinal game, my team again. I'm rocking with Belgium versus Portugal. If Portugal doesn't get let down here, uh, and if Belgium Portugal, I'm rocking Belgium. I already I've already made a prop bet to see Belgium make these semifinals. So I'm so I'm sticking to the word. I think Belgium is a complete team and. They'll, they'll handle Portugal in the quarterfinals here. Agreed. Um, my my, bra- my bracket has Belgium Uruguay here, but I still think Belgium takes it. Uh, I will be I'll be riding that semifinal prop as well. Uh, they they have been one of my like I said one of my favorite teams for probably five six months now uh, to to perform in this World Cup. Yeah. All right. So down the quarters, we're down to four teams now, guys, and the first two teams, Argentina Germany. I mean. I mean, this game is, it's tough. It's, I don't, it's either, I mean, I honestly see the winner of this game winning it all. So if, this would be another uh, fun 2014 rematch for Germany. Um, right. Obviously they won in 2014 versus Argentina in the final, uh, beating Brazil in that process. Um, you know, I, Argentina, Germany, that, that's a tough one. Um, it could go either way. My bracket has Argentina, Brazil. Um that, I mean, that game, too. I mean, I was about to bring that up. I mean, that, same thing. Winner of that game, I, I mean, might take it all. Yeah. Um, you know, two, it'd be really fun to see two, two South American teams play each other at this point. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Uh, very different type. And and the other side, I mean, we both we kind of unanimously have decided it's going to be an all-European semifinal. Um, you know, like Argentina-Germany, I think I'm going to take – Germany there. Yeah, um, I love it, dude. Let's go Germany in the World Cup but, final. Uh, if we got Argen- like if we got Argentina Brazil, I'm gonna be taking Brazil. Okay. All right. Y'all heard Brooks. I like Germany to make the final um from my bracket, but Brooks likes Brazil coming out of out of this side of the bracket. So last two teams, France, Belgium. I mean, again, these games could get I mean, ridiculous. I I'm already getting excited, honestly. It's France, Belgium, and you know, honestly. Belgium, you know, they've done their they've done what they had. They played really well, but I think France is going back to World Cup final. I think they're gonna handle Belgium and yeah, I mean Mbappe, he's just I think he'll just click and have a great game and send send the guys home. I um I agree. Uh, I think France would take Belgium there. Um my bracket is Belgium England and I also have Belgium losing. Again, it's the semifinals of the World Cup. I would not be surprised to see Belgium taking second place. I don't think they'll win the thing. I could see them winning the semifinal game, um, but uh, I've got I've got an England Brazil final, um, and don't count out Belgium though. They they certainly got it. Yeah, I mean, and if you know, I I I mean, this is so tough. You know, granted, my weak uh, football knowledge, but 
Um, I, I, even if Belgium wins this game, and if and if they play Germany or Brazil, I mean it's it's good to be one of these four teams. Um, it's either going to be Germany, Brazil, Argentina, or five teams: France or Belgium. I just I don't see it any way other than that. What do you think? Uh, I'd throw in England. That's England. Th- okay, so that's well. The six is pretty good. Right? The, okay, the, those six are definitely the, the teams to make it. Um, problem is is probably more so true of soccer than any sport that any team can win on any given day. So predicting the semifinals and who will get there and who will make it out is pretty damn tough. But yeah, uh, I mean those are definitely the six to watch. Uh, I guess yeah. one more time: Brazil, Belgium, France, Germany, England. Argentina. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think I think, I think, think one of those six is winning. Yeah. So, you know, while we're on that note, we're looking at those six. I mean, odds odds to win the World Cup right now, you know, we're talking about Brazil as our favorite, followed by Argentina and France. I mean, this, I mean, this Belgium, I mean, they are, they have really, really long odds. I mean. I, I did not know they were that, that deep down. Uh, I mean, it's going to depend, but I mean, they're. I mean, they have Netherlands is favored over them. Portugal is favored over them. Spain, Spain's got to be overrated, right? People are people buying Spain right here plus eight hundred. You know, I'm not taking Spain at plus eight hundred with a ten foot pole. I'd, I'd stay away from that one. But uh, England at eight hundred, I actually do kind of like. Um, you know, I I have Brazil at uh, three seventy five, but okay. three seventy five to win the World Cup is is not yeah. not awesome. Um, England at eight hundred is great. Uh, Germany a thousand probably. Yeah, but I mean, you know, one of the six teams we named, and you know, talking about them all episode long. But that Belgium, I mean, if you want to take a shot, they could get hot at the right time. I like that. I mean, I also like Germany here at plus one thousand that I'm seeing, and you know, Argentina just solely for the narrative fact. I mean, would it not make sense for a generation generational soccer player like Messi? To cap off his his World Cup career by winning it all, I mean, Zen, I, it is it's just written in the script. It feels like no, it, it makes sense. Um, writing's on the wall there. He, you know, generational is one word. I I think seventy to sixty to seventy percent of the soccer community consider him the best all time. Um, yeah, yeah. I he, mean, you know, he and Ronaldo are the, are the Jordan Lebron, but more people have Messi than than those who have Jordan. So. He really yeah. can do it here. Um, wouldn't surprise anybody. I mean, I don't know who, what, you know, any sports fan, let alone soccer, would not want to see that happen. But, yeah, I mean, y'all let me know my picks. Brooks likes Brazil. I mean, obviously, they're the most talented, most sound team, you know, going into this World Cup. But I'm taking a shot at Belgium. I'm going to take a shot at Germany. And I'll maybe, t- I'll maybe take a shot at France or Argentina. We'll see there. But I'd also like your England. But, uh, I mean, England's also a very, very sound team. I mean, Harry Kane is a beast. And, I mean, who's going to stop him? Nah, so. Not not a lot of place there. Uh, he, you know, like I said, they were, they were Euro finalists. Literally lost in PKs. Um, you know, they can, they can do it on any given day. Yeah, no doubt. So, we're going to start. We're going to wrap it up here. You know, we already gotten through our finals. But... So Golden Boot goes to the leading goal scorer. So Brooks made a good point. I mean, if you want to score the most goals, you got to play in a lot of games. So you're guaranteed three, but that's it. But I'm the the shortest odds are Harry Kane at plus seven hundred, followed by Mbappe and Messi. Mbappe and Messi. Um, is there anyone you take a shot? I mean, uh, granted, I know this is so hard to you know guess, but 
It's tough. Um, uh, Harry Kane did take it last time. Uh, I think if if England goes to the final, he will win it. Um, maybe even the semifinals. Uh, I mean, if they get to the final, he'll be the reason they got yeah, there. Yeah, so. exactly. So I, I think he he's kind of like a safe bet. Um, but then again, they drop out in the last 16, maybe yeah. in the last eight, and he probably won't have the games to do it. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think you can count out Neymar here. I mean, if they're going to give you a team that – you know, they're. Ever, I mean, Vegas is saying they're going to win. I mean, that's not that's not a bad shot. If he's going to play in the most games, they make it to the final. So Neymar, I mean, he scored a ton of goals. Neymar's good. Um, the only the only downside to Neymar is that attack is, is so loaded. Yeah, that, that is, I've you know he off that. he could be a guy that might actually win the golden ball, uh, which is best overall player. So he okay. he might be a guy who has like three goals, but also has four or five assists. Yeah. Um, but uh, my uh, my long shot actually not not even long shot I think he's a, probably a top ten guy yeah uh Lautaro Martinez um if Argentina gets there um similar similar to Neymar Messi's gonna be creating and not just scoring um Messi will score goals Messi will have assists and Lautaro Martinez will probably be the guy on the other end of those assists so if if Argentina makes a run expect him to be if not winning definitely in the top four or five I like it I mean I I totally agree with you I mean Messi is probably I mean, he's totally going to be team team friendly in it. I mean, going to this World Cup, he wants to win, and he's going to make sure you know his team, Argentina, does everything they can. So why not help your teammates? I like Martinez, so I'm I'm with you there, man. Good stuff. Absolutely. But um, Benzema, sorry, I'm just looking at these names. Who does he play for? He's French. Um, he okay. that's why yeah, yeah French man. It, it's he Jeez. won the Ballon d'Or uh, just a few months or maybe a month ago. Um, was probably the best player in the world. Uh. Of you know 2021 2022, uh, but pretty tough to score the most goals when you got the other guy, uh, Mbappe on your team. Uh, yeah, that's why I actually don't like uh, either one of them to win it. Um, because they're, they're both the, France is going to play with two strikers, it'll be those two, both of them can put up three in any game, so I don't think it'll be hard for one of them to really pull away from the rest of the tournament. Yeah, man, I, I, I totally see that happening. But yeah, I mean, dude, this has been a really fun episode. Um, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. But Absolutely. I mean, you guys heard it. I mean, I'm really excited. You know, I'm gonna be totally, totally on my seat watching most of the games. I know time will be kind of weird. I mean, what are they expecting to play? I mean, what are these games gonna be in the afternoon, morning here? Uh, how does that? How's I that think work? most games are gonna be around uh, 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so if you're if you're outside of the East Coast, you can calculate that one. But yeah. Uh, the U.S., I can say all three of our group games are at U, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time. So, um, Got to get that West Coast dem- demographic yeah, involved. Yeah, 11 a.m. is not too early over there, so they can uh, definitely be up for it. And uh, Monday, or I guess Sunday, we get underway with Qatar, Ecuador. But uh, Monday, the Stars and Stripes will be on the field, and yeah, I expect man. everyone to be watching. I'm very excited, but... Dude, that was great. I mean, not not being a huge soccer guy, I mean, I'm I'm gonna get into this World Cup and hopefully, you know, our home country shows shows us right the right way. But I'm really looking forward to it. Dante, that was a great episode. What do you say? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, no problem. Yeah, that's it. Brooks Reed here on the Jones Zone podcast, finishing up episode six, talking about the World Cup starting next week. But thank you guys for listening. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again, guys.